Welcome to the Insider Safe Place for Men podcast show. Because every male survivor deserves hope, healing, support, and a BMW. And here's your male survivor, leadership coach, and hypnotherapist. Edward. All right, everybody, what's up? What's up? How is everyone doing? It's a wonderful, wonderful, actually, Saturday morning uh, today, and I am happy because I got up this morning and the temperature was like at 62, 62 in hot, burning California. So today I think the high is going to be uh, just up in the, the 90s. So that means it's cooler. So no triple digit for the next couple of days. So very happy. It's nice when you get up in the morning. It's just, you know, a little cool and a little crisp. Oh, man, I just really uh, appreciate that. And uh, who knows? One day I'll wake up and there'll actually be, you know, some clouds and a little rain out there in in the morning. Hey, guys, how is everyone doing out there? Um, Yeah, it is. It is a great Saturday morning here. And I know some people, you know, they're getting ready for or maybe they're already imbibing, of course, in the, you know, four celebrations and those different type of things. So, you know, whatever you got planned for this weekend for your kind of three day uh, weekend holiday, you know, enjoy it, of course, be safe. And, uh, you know, if you're dealing with, with something, you know, make sure you remember there's a place where you can, you know, send an email or do something. I'm, I'm pretty much staying in kind of this uh, this weekend. And I'm Jaxie, um well, not staying in, staying in. I'm going to get out and enjoy the cool weather, right? So I take my little walks and stuff in the morning so I can enjoy that that cooler weather but just working on some stuff, some coaching stuff, and uh, got some clients coming up next week that have some really kind of um, hot issues. So I'm just kind of preparing myself and my mind um, for that. Hey, if you guys remember uh, last time we had talked about no healing, so we're going to pick up and finish that off today. But I want to throw something by you guys, those of you that want to be part of the um, Insiders, Insiders membership. And here's something I'm thinking about. And so I'm thinking about actually doing some live podcasts where, um, you know, I would send you the link, those of you that are part of that membership. And so what we would do is we do the podcast live. And if you had the link, then you could listen live, but you could also call in. And so then you could call in with questions and those different type of things. And so it would kind of be, if you want to say real time, a little bit there so you could listen or as other people call in uh, with questions and things, you could hear those questions actually answered on the live podcast. So if that's something that you're interested in, those of you that have subscribed to the Insiders membership um, where you get access, you know, to a lot of different things um, behind the scenes. So you get access to newsletters and um, you get daily inspirational um, thoughts in your emails that come to you to help you make it through the day, you get educational videos to help you, whatever it is that you're um, dealing with. And those of you, I think, at the $50 tier level per month, you get actually like a personal video uh, from me on the things that maybe you're working through. So you, hey, T, hey, Thomas, hey, I'm dealing with this. Could you 
please do a video on this for me. And I do. And it's personalized and it's just for you. So those of you that are part of the insiders, you know, just shoot me some email or something. Let me know, you know, hey, T, that sounds pretty cool. I think it would be cool to do, you know, like a live podcast where, you know, I can call in and maybe ask a question, you know, anonymously, if you want to be anonymous and we can discuss it and talk about it. That would be great. So just trying to find other ways for those of you that are, you know, on the insiders, you know, you're supporting through kind of like a Patreon type of membership. And so I just want to make the membership, you know, actually good for you. And then for those of you, of course, that are doing, you know, just private coaching um, with me. You already know you can ask me any question that you want to during our coaching sessions. But also I'm thinking of doing a um kind of, uh, I'm going to say deep dive insiders retreat. And so I need to know those of you that are listening that would be interested. Let's just say we picked um, a certain city and we'll see kind of where everybody's at and maybe pick a middle ground. If we were there finding for a weekend. Okay. So it'd be similar to a, a workshop, but it would be a little bit more of, you know, coming together for that camaraderie and doing some some things together and continuing to build that network. OK, and then I might even have some speakers um, that might come in and do some little different small things uh, for us, workshops for us. If that sounds interesting to you, just let me know. Also, right. Just always trying to come up with different ideas and different things that help us in the community. And then also the, those are that, are really, that are just ready, ready to work on these things, these issues. And you guys know me. I'm passionate about this. And so I like working with individuals that are ready to do the work, right? Okay. And so we're going to talk actually a little bit about that today when we're talking about doing the work. And so last time we were talking about, you know, when, when we're starting, what does it take? And remember, I said, you know, we got to do what, whatever it takes. And so... Let's just say maybe you've been working just a little bit for a while and you're trying to figure out, man, am, is this really working? And, you know, how can I tell that I'm actually making progress? And you guys know me as a male survivor coach. That's one thing for me that's really important, because what I notice is that the guys that usually progress are the ones that have measurable milestones so they can actually tell, hey, Things are taking place here. Change is taking place. I'm moving in this direction. And that's one of the reasons when you work with me, we map out what does your healing vision look like? Because that's really important because it allows you to be able to measure and it allows us also to be able to determine like the direction that we're actually heading in. And so when we talk about, you know, signs, signs that you might notice I'm going to say when you're healing from this from this trauma, you know, healing sometimes can just feel or be so humiliating. It could be painful. It could be exhausting. It could be terrifying. But, you know, in the end, we know it's worth it. It's worth it because we come out on the other side. And so here are some things I want you to just think about some some common things that, of course, I've noticed from clients that heal um, how do they know that they're healing? And so here's, here's one when we're talking about working with the sexual abuse. I'm going to say number one is when you begin to actually start feeling your emotions, okay, rather than remember we talked about minimizing and sanitizing. So I think that's one of the ways that you can actually 
determine if you're healing. If you're at the point now where you're starting to allow yourself to actually feel the emotions, right? To allow yourself to maybe, you know, feel the hurt. If you're dealing with the withdrawal, you're allowing yourself to, you know, um, feel the loss and, and grieving. And so if you're allowing yourself to feel that, as opposed to just minimizing them and saying, oh, well, you know, it's it's not really that much or, you know, oh, that happened so long ago. And so why why am I dealing with this now? When you allow yourself to feel, when you allow yourself to cry, you know, someone said that um, tears are shower for the soul. And I really believe that because when we allow ourselves to feel that emotions, we're allowing I'm going to say our soul, our psyche to actually purge, to, to let that type of energy out because it needs to. And when you're allowing yourself also to, to feel what you're doing is you're validating and you're more fully understanding your emotions rather than trying to, I'm going to say, fix or get rid of them. Right. So it's not a fix or get rid of them. It's like allow yourself to actually feel them. So anger when you allow yourself to feel that anger, it begins dissipating. It starts decreasing, right? And so it turns out the loneliness, the, the sadness, the confusion, the, the helplessness, and, and the pain, all those things that are there underneath, right? And so remember if you, um, the iceberg principle, right? So usually whatever, you got 15 or 20% at the top that you see of the iceberg, but then you've got that whole 80% below underneath the water that you don't see. And so when you're allowing yourself to express those emotions, you're tapping into, I'm going to say, deeper subconscious things that actually need to come to the surface. So I'm going to say that's the first one. How can, how can we tell that we're actually healing from the trauma? And I'm going to say the first is when you begin actually feeling your emotions rather than man, minimizing them. Okay. I'm going to say that the next one is when you're practicing, and I think I've talked about this a little bit before, um, mindfulness, okay, instead of mindlessness, okay? And you say, well, what, what was that? In other words, rather than um, doing things to distract, right, you're going to actually be mindful. Instead of doing things to distract, to numb, you're just trying to keep yourself busy, um, you're starting at a place of in Intention, a place of intention and value. And so you're actually practicing mindfulness. And so, you know, you're asking yourself questions like, you know, you know, um, what does what does my body need right now? Maybe it does need to cry. Maybe it does need rest. Maybe it needs, you know, um, recuperation. Um, you know, do I really want to take on whatever may be this project right now? You know, if if I'm really listening to myself and that's what I mean by mindfulness or really listening to to what's going on there or you're asking yourself questions like, let's just say when we talk about um, people pleasing, right, or compliance behavior issues. And so you're asking yourself, you know, what would really happen if I disappoint this person by saying no to them? And that's what we mean by, by mindfulness, okay? So instead of being mindless and just say, oh, yeah, I don't really want to do this, so I'm just going to go ahead and say yes to it, even though I want to say no, you're being more mindful in it. And so what happens is when you're healing, you're starting to talk to yourself in ways like this. 
like, hey, I wonder what's really going on underneath. You know, why is it that I feel like I always have to or need to please this person like right now? And so you start actually getting into the mindset of being mindful. And so you're like, you're saying things to yourself like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. I'm not a mistake, but what can I actually learn from this mistake? Okay. Or maybe you're saying to yourself, you know what? I just, I don't have all the answers to to everything and that's okay. That's what we mean by mindfulness. And so when you're starting to find yourself in this stage, then I believe that you're actually starting to experience more healing. And then that means you're going to spend more time, I'm going to say, even starting to enjoy yourself and enjoy the things that are around you. Okay, so that's number two. Number three, I'm going to to say this. And this is more on, on the physical. And this is one of the reasons when we have the workshops, when you guys do come to the workshops and retreats, we're always doing stuff that's also physical, right? So whether we're, you know, hiking, canoeing, fishing, whatever it is, wherever we're at, wherever we're at, whatever activity it is, sometimes we even just go to a movie, whatever, together. But it's because what you will notice is, is that your body releases tension and trauma. And so this is from a physical perspective. And so you say, how can I tell if I'm actually healing from this, this emotional trauma? Well, you might actually start to have less somatic issues. Somatic is just a big word for body, right? Soma, Greek means body. So somatic. So you're having less body issues, somatic issues. So maybe you're starting to notice that you have less headaches, um, less migraines. Maybe you're having less stomach aches or stress and fatigue. I remember I was working with one client, and you guys know I'm also a licensed massage therapist. And so I was working with this individual, and he was just having this not just tension in his stomach, but he was actually having, um, uh, I forgot what the doctors, whatever the doctors had called it, but it was it was due to, I'm going to say, some possible past trauma that was going on. And so as I was, was, was working with him and I was doing the massage and stuff, I would notice that whenever I got close to that area, like he would just have this, this visceral reaction. And so I'd step back and we do, you know, trauma touch therapy. And so I'd stand back and we talk about it a little bit and then slowly I'd be a little bit closer than, and then before you know it, I put my hand on, on his stomach. And when we got to that point, and that took about six sessions uh, to get to that. And then I said, you know, just start, you know, sharing with me, what do you feel in that area? And it's like, man, it feels like I've been kicked by a horse. And he said, that's, he says, that's how the pain, that's how the pain feels. I was like, okay, that's great. And so you know, and it's interesting, there's something to the science even about the stomach and stuff. Remember when your your mom or your parents used to like rub your tummy, whatever, when it hurts. And so, you know, so I just did a little massage on, on the tummy. Then I said, just tell me what comes up for you, right? And it was at that moment for him that what came up for him was the actual sexual abuse. And so we had done that a, a couple of times, several times. And before you know it, there was no more pain. There was, there was no more pain at all. And whatever it was that was going on, whatever in his digestive system that was contributing to his health issues actually disappeared. Well, so that was more of what we would call uh, the body releasing the tension and the trauma. Now, if you guys have read uh, Dr. Winston's book where we talk about the body keeps score, that's true. 
that trauma is held in the body oftentimes. And so we have to find ways to release that trauma. So how do I know that maybe I'm experiencing healing from the emotional trauma? Well, maybe I actually have less somatic issues. Okay. And so the body softens, it relaxes because you're learning to establish safety in your body. Right. And so when I'm working with individuals and we're doing, we're doing that trauma touch, that's actually what we're doing. We're helping the body to relearn and to establish safety in the body. Right. And so that's really important. Um, and what does that also look like? So let me give you also another example. So oftentimes when I'm doing the touch therapy, a massage therapy with guys, they'll come in and because one of the issues is they're having issues, one, being touched, hugging their kids, you know, embracing other people, because once again, it's about that whole thing of trust, okay, trust and trauma being caught in the body. And so maybe one of the ways that you can tell that you're actually healing is now you're able to embrace, you're able to hug someone and you don't have the whole, I'm going to say, safety feelings and insecurity feelings. Now, you guys know me. I had at one time, I had hypnophobia, right? And that means the fear of actually being touched at all, right? And so that was something that I had to, to work through. Now, I don't recommend it for everyone. You guys know I did the exposure method, right? <laughs> Where you just, you just whole hog, just throw yourself into it. And so that's what I did. I threw myself into massage school. Um, and so I was just like being touched constantly all the time, right? Because that's, as you're learning and stuff, people are working on you and you're working on people. And let me tell you, those first few months were like really, really hard, right? But then also being in an environment and realizing it was a safe environment actually helped me to relax, right? So just understand that when we're talking about this, when we're talking about the somatic issues in, of the body, some of those f- physical symptoms of you actually working through the issues actually might be present. Okay, so that's number three. Number f- number four, I'm going to say, is this. How do I know that I'm, I'm, I'm actually accomplishing, I'm actually healing from the trauma? Now, we talked about this one last time, but I'm going to say now it's on a different level. And so now number four is going to be that you're actually just reaching out for more support and you're actually asking for help rather than isolating. So for those of you, like I said, sometimes I get stalked and like, hey, T, I've been listening to you for a while. And but you know what? I've decided that I'm finally going to do the coaching or I've decided I'm finally going to join the insiders members and start working on you know, the, the different little modules and stuff that are there. I'm, I'm going to do the program. And so you can tell that you're healing when you're reaching out for more support rather than isolating, rather than withdrawing. So you slowly allow, I'm going to say, more people maybe into your emotional or inner life. Okay, so the walls kind of start falling down a little bit. Or maybe you begin asking for your needs and your wants, because now you're at a place where you're starting to see and understand the value that you have, that you are an individual and what you bring to the table and that there are needs and wants that you have. And now you're getting to the point where you can actually discuss them. You can talk about them. You, you can 
share them. Or maybe you can share more vulnerable parts of yourself with others, right? And so you used to really had a difficult time sharing your abuse narrative. And now it, get, it becomes a little bit more easier. And so for those of you that sometimes I'll get emails and emails and they just want to share their story because that's kind of their step. But they want to share it with someone that they know values it for one and can kind of relate to it. And so if that's you, those of you guys that send those emails to me sharing your narrative, guess what? That's a sign that you're actually healing from the emotional trauma because you're reaching out. You're reaching out for more help and you're reaching out for more support. And so what's happening is I'm going to say there's a shift that's taking place in your core belief, your core belief of of self-reliance to what's known as interdependence, community, connection, right? And, And it's nice because now we get to the point where we're starting to feel a little bit more comfortable about being around other people. All right. So we're going to say that's number four for how we're measuring. How can we tell that we're actually, you know, healing from the the trauma? I'm going to say number five is this. I'm going to say number five. How can I tell that I'm healing? I'm, I'm going to say that you stop reacting less and you start reflecting more. OK, so let's just say, for example, um, maybe maybe you stop. I'm going to say laughing at your trauma. And so because what you've learned is that laughter, right, it just shrinks you in a way that all it does is it distracts from the pain. So it's just like if you're using whatever, you could be using alcohol, you could be using drugs or whatever. The whole point is you're trying to numb yourself from the pain. And then sometimes what we'll do is we will kind of laugh at the trauma, which sometimes is a nervous behavior. But what we realize is, but wait a minute, why is this? What am I doing? I'm just really just trying to distract from the pain, whatever it is. But so what happens is I'm going to say your triggers begin to guide you toward healing. So rather than control and managing you, you start to understand where the trigger is actually coming from. So you're not reacting to it as much and you're starting to understand what you need. And then also what you do is you're starting to understand when we talk about reaction, how to interrupt that cycle of sabotage. Now, you guys know I've talked about this so many times over the years. And when I'm working and I'm coaching with survivors, we always are working on how do we interrupt that cycle of sabotage? Where do we throw the wrench in so that we are reacting less and reflecting more? And that's one of the reasons that when we talk about goals, when I'm working with you, we're talking about understanding the ritual patterns, right? It's almost just like addiction, actually. But we're talking about working those ritual patterns so we know, oh, this is the place where I need to throw the wrench in, okay, so that we're not on the self-sabotaging cycle. And then when we're talking about reacting less, just like, well, how do I know? Because you're starting to learn how to differentiate between danger, safety, trust, right? like we talked about before, especially in in your body. So then rather than just relying, I'm going to say, on your brain, your head, your logic, logic and stuff all the time, you're starting to actually be able to reflect 
more. Okay. So it's just not a reaction that's taking place. And so you'll notice, though, that you're starting to live in the moment rather than the past. Okay, or even in, in the future. And so you actually begin slowing down and you actually start to begin enjoying things a little bit more. And it's interesting, those of you that have heard, you know, uh, Scotty, when he comes in and he shares with us uh, where he's at on his journey, that's one of the things he'll talk about. He's like, man, I, I've really slowed down now and I'm just really enjoying enjoying life. And um, you guys know, I think he was on, uh, it's been several months, but you know, he was, he just sent me an email, just kind of just thanking him. And now he's been able to retire and uh, yeah, he's in his fifties. <laughs> he's been able to retire and he's doing the things that he really loves to, to do. So he's actually, he's flying planes. And so he has, you know, um, clients and they're flying around, whatever, um, viewing like the Grand Canyon, those different type of things. And he's just loving his life now, but that's the freedom that he received in starting to work the plan, work the program, right? And when you ask him, does he regret starting, he'll say no. And he'll even say that he's still a work in progress, but man, he'll say that he has accomplished so much and he really enjoys who he is now. So that's one. All right, and then I'm going to say that the last one will say, how do we know that we're in this healing state or we're healing from the trauma and stuff I'm just going to say when you start grieving for what you never had. Okay, that's a, I, that's a big one. Because what you're doing is, once again, when we talk about the emotions, because you allow yourself to feel and emote more. You're, you're able to understand the concept of what we call the, the inner child. And this one's, this one's a hard one. I mean, this one for me was, you know, I say personally, Part of the things I had to grieve, you know, that I never had because I shared with you guys that family, father and stuff was one of my abusers. And so I had to grieve for what I never had. Right. I would never have a parent, whatever, at this level that would treat me like this. And because they didn't, because they actually they abused me. And so I had to grieve for something that I would never experience And I'm going to say experience from that person, whatever, at that age. And so when you begin to tap into that inner child and and wonder what we desperately crave and desire, you know, we have to realize that that individual, that person, whatever that time just wasn't able or wasn't willing to give us what we needed. Right. And that begins the whole process of what I call reparenting. Right. Reparenting your inner child. But with that grief, with that anger, with that rage, with that indignation and actually acknowledging that loss comes a freedom, comes a freedom, just a wonderful, wonderful freedom. So I'm going to say, you know, for for this morning, whatever, for this holiday weekend, those are going to be the, the six things I'm going to say signs that you can tell. You know what? Here are some of the milestones. This is how I can tell that I'm actually healing from, you know, the trauma, from the sexual abuse. Now, here's something else I want to I just want to share with you guys. And if you have kids, <laughs> if you've had kids or you've been around kids, um, you'll notice. And I think this is a cool um, I'm going to say analogy for us to use. Right. 
And I call it the toddler's mentality or the toddler's creativity. Um, If you're on the edge, and let's just say you're thinking like, man, you know what? This has been bugging me for a while, but I'm just I'm just afraid to really step out and to do something um, about it. Um, I'm still kind of in this fear space. I want you to think about I'm going to say the toddler's credo or manifest. And just think about little kids when they're when they're trying to learn how to walk and put yourself in this phase. Because with little kids, this is subconscious, right? They don't like consciously go, but this is what's going on subconsciously inside them. Okay. So number one, think of that little toddler. So they say to themselves internally, I must stand and walk. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, I will get myself upright no matter what it takes. I remember we talked about that last week, no matter what it takes. But think about that little toddler mind. This is kind of their little credo, their manifesto. Number three, I take a step. The risk of falling does not deter me. Right. And so that's just like us when we're we're dealing with this. Yeah, there's there's the risk and we know that there's going to be hurt, but I'm not going to let it stop me. Number four, I fall. Falling happens a lot. (laughs) So think of little kids. Yeah, it does. I fall, but falling happens a lot. Number five, I get up and do it. Again, okay, so that's number five of the toddler's little credo. Number six, falling is sometimes frustrating. I cry in frustration. Crying is like a rainstorm that passes through quickly and is gone. I'm not embarrassed by my frustration or my tears. All right. So, you guys, you know, isn't it cool? Like little kids, like they do, they fall down, they cry a little bit. And then they get back and they keep going. <laughs> they keep going. It's like, okay, they're in the moment. Remember, we just talked about that. So they're in the moment. Number seven, I have no negative judgments about falling. Falling is part of this magical thing called walking. I only know to do a continuous set of experiments and to try again and again and again and again. And that's why when we're talking about healing, guys, I always say to you guys, I'm just a piece. When people come to me, I'm like, no, I'm not the total answer. I'm just a piece, right? And so I have guys that are coming in, they're doing uh, therapy. Then they come in, they say, hey, can we do some coaching? I'm like, yep, we'll do some coaching. Can we do it? And they're grasping from all different places, right? Because they realize there's just not one single answer. It's putting all these things together. And doing it again, again, and again, seeing what works for them. Number eight, the toddler says, I walked. I took three full steps this time before falling. Yay! And then number nine, just repeat steps one through eight. Right? That's what this is about. And so I hope that you can use that little bit of information. I'm going to call it the, the toddler's manifesto, the toddler's whatever credo, and use it for your healing. And notice that when you're actually going through these things, these are signs that you're actually healing from the trauma. All right, guys, I hope you guys have a, a great and wonderful weekend Holiday weekend out there. Don't blow your hands off with uh, fireworks and stuff. Um, 
Oh man, I remember as a kid <laughs> dealing with the fireworks and stuff. It was fun. Uh, but yeah, there were sometimes, and I think the stuff we had back then was probably packed a little bit more powerful, you know, like the M80s and M60s and stuff like that. I mean, it's almost like, um, like dynamite phase, whatever. But now they have, you know, the little snap and pops and stuff and, and sparklers and those different type of things. So enjoy those too. But guys, remember here at Safe Place for Men, one, remember that you are not alone. Remember there's someone here who cares about you. But remember, you've got to take that step. You've got to take that first step. And as I shared with you in the beginning, you know, if you're on that mentality thinking and you want to see some of those things manifest, then you know what? Let's manifest them. Let's manifest them together. If you're ready to do the work, if you're ready to be engaged, Safe Place for Men is the place for you. And I'm going to share some things maybe in about, we'll see, in about six, six or seven months that are coming, right? And I want to know who's going to be on because um, some things are starting to scale, right? And so when you start to scale, you know what? You also want people to, to help you, right? Because that's part of the healing. All right, guys, until our next podcast, remember to be safe. 